Welcome to the Warrior Goddess Revolution, a podcast dedicated to helping you get free, free of shame, free of fear, free of limitations, and free to become the woman you are meant to be. Let the inner revolution begin. Here's your host, Heather Ash Amara. Blessed New Year, everyone. It is 2021, a year that many of us have anticipated, been excited about, looked forward to after the dumpster fire of 2020. So it's a new year, it's a new opportunity, and it's time to step in in a new way. So this podcast today is a little bit of a a self-busting for me because I realized I've gotten stuck. I started this Warrior Goddess Revolution podcast last year, and I had a lot of dreams and visions around who to interview, how to start it, and then I started getting bogged down in the idea of what it should be and this idea of I needed to figure out how to do it right. Do you ever get stuck in perfection or in this place of there's a right way to do it? If I just plan a little bit more or think about it or try and figure it out, that I'll find the pathway in. But what I've noticed (laughs) is that often that leads to getting stuck. That is in case what has happened to me. The illusion that I've been holding is that, well, I'm just letting the information come so that I can figure out the right order for season one, because there's this thing in podcasts called seasons. There's season one and season two and season three, and they have themes and they all maybe build upon each other. And that all sounds really good. But when I'm honest with myself, I realize that I'm procrastinating instead of just doing a friggin' podcast. So podcast number three or four, whatever this is, is me saying to myself and to all of you, sometimes we just need to start. We don't need to have the exact perfect plan or know exactly what's next or how it's all going to fit together. Sometimes we just have to say, okay, I'm taking action. I'm taking a step. Even if it's not the perfect step or the right step, I'm doing this in quotation marks, it's a step that will then lead to the next step and to the next step. We have to be really honest with ourselves about what's the difference between procrastinating and planning and how sometimes planning can turn into procrastination and procrastination might be a form of planning. Sometimes you do need to wait and sit and open to, is this the right time? Or what is the information that I'm wanting to bring through? What is my purpose? What is the foundation of what I'm giving out into the world or giving to myself? Sometimes that's important to wait And there's been a lot of times I know in my life where I've jumped in where waiting might have been a better choice, taking a little bit more time to listen, to open, to get clear. But there's also times where the planning turns into procrastination 
where there's never the right time to start because there's always going to be another setback or another worry or another confusion about what's really up, what is really the right next step. So are you procrastinating or are you planning? And it's a good question for us to step into 2021 with. If this idea of not to judge ourselves if we are procrastinating, but to get curious, why am I procrastinating? Why am I putting it off? What am I avoiding? What am I worried about? What am I afraid of? What's in the way? And what am I putting in my own way? It's always a great question. What am I putting in my own way? When we can ask ourselves this question, not out of judgment or frustration or resentment, but simply out of curiosity, what am I avoiding? What am I holding back? And to look at, is it, I need it to do it right? Whose definition of right? What does that even mean? And where are the places that procrastination feels safer than putting yourself out there, than being vulnerable, than being seen? Where are the places that procrastination is out of the idea of needing to do it perfectly or needing it to be liked or needing it to be just right? Again, against whose definition? I'm such a fan of being vulnerable, putting ourselves out there, leaping, and yet I still sometimes find myself holding back and saying, I don't know how to do this, or I want it to be the way it's supposed to be. And it's a trap. There's no right way to do anything. I think about this sometimes. Imagine if something like yoga, if there was one way to do yoga and nobody ever varied from that one way to do yoga, or if there was one way to write a book, or if there was one way to parent and there was one book, this is how you do it. Just follow the rules and everything will work out fine. It'd be so boring and it wouldn't work because anybody who has parented anything, whether that's a child or a book or an art project or themselves, you know that as humans, we are not the same. We're not predictable. We're not cookie cutter versions of each other. We're all incredibly unique, which is why there's beauty in there being so many different types of yoga, for example, because you can pick the one that most resonates with you at the time, whether that's hardcore intense yoga, or whether that's soft, sweet yoga, there's choices. And it's the same thing when we're creating anything, when we get into the thinking that there's a rule book someplace, somebody has the rule book, 
and they're holding the rule book and we don't exactly know what the rule book is, but we want to do it according to the rules, whatever those are. And we end up then not creating because we're worried that we're going to do it wrong. That there's somehow this outside critic that's waiting to cut us down, to judge us. And the truth is that critic is you. That critic is me. It's my own thinking that I'm going to do it wrong that is what stops me. It's my own thinking that there's a right way to do it that stops me. And sometimes the only thing to do is to take a breath and go, I'm just going to step in. I'm just going to do it no matter how messy or how awkward or how wrong, in quotation marks, it might be. And I love this. One of my favorite stories is about Post-it notes. At 3M, the company that created Post-it notes, the human that created Post-it notes was part of 3M. One of the things that 3M does is every month people get a kind of what they call an off day or a mistake day. It's the, the day to play and create and make mistakes. I love this. You get paid one day a month to make mistakes because what it does is it then opens up creativity, the invitation, explore, try things. It doesn't have to turn into anything. Well, one of those mistake days, it, well, they're not called mistake days. That's what I'm calling it. I can't remember what they're called, but it's creative day, basically. Um, mess around day, try things out day. One of the results of that was somebody who was trying to create super strong glue and ended up creating the glue that ended up going on the post-it note. We love post-it notes. Can you imagine your life without a post-it note? I can't. I love post-it notes. I especially love big post-it note paper that you can put up on the wall and write things. Awesome. That wouldn't have existed without a mistake, without the willingness to try and then dream into what could this be? What if we lived our lives being excited to make mistakes, being excited to put out things that were rough, being excited to not know if something was going to work out, but being willing to try it anyway? For some of us, this is easier than others. And I've seen this difference in my life between men and women sometimes, not always, but sometimes. And I noticed this when I was in college where I was, a, I was in a Congolese drum band and we did uh, African rhythms and Cuban rhythms. And I was learning how to play the drum. Like I, I had the basics, but I didn't know how to lead, how to experiment, how to explore. I knew how to do the basics. And I would watch the, the guys that I was in the band with, because there was two women and a lot of men, they were willing to try to just be loud and make noise and experiment. And I saw this over and over again in music. 
and in a lot of other things as well, where the men had more of a willingness for it to be messy and to learn as they went along. And I noticed that for the women, and I felt this inside of myself, there was this hesitation of like, I should know how to do this already. I don't want to just try. I want to be able to do it already. <laughs> I don't want to go through the discomfort. There is this holding back of not wanting to do it wrong. And that's been something that has plagued me in my life, is wanting to always do things right the first time. But what crazy making belief that is. And I know that many of us suffer from that. So that's why I decided I'm just going to do a podcast, whatever comes out, to say to myself and to you, you don't have to do it perfectly or even know what you're going to do. So whatever it is that you're holding yourself back from, whatever dream or vision or heartfelt yes that you have, that you've been avoiding or putting other things on top of and saying these are more important, what would happen if you put the thing that you really want to do, that you're excited about, that you're not doing, up on your list and just said, I'm going to take the next action. Even if that action is messy, is uncomfortable, is out of place in some way, feels like a mistake, feels like it's not going to be exactly what I want it to be. But how else do we grow into what we want to create? There's places where we create these bottlenecks where we can't go forward in our expression because we're not sharing something. Whether that's a communication with somebody else, whether that's a creative project that we've stalled out on, whether that's going through something that we're afraid of but we also really, really, really want. There are these bottlenecks. And in a way, what happens is energy builds up behind us and it creates more and more pressure. Sometimes we turn that pressure against ourselves. We get more judgmental towards ourselves. We feel more victimized by the world that we're not able to express or to reach out into the world and offer whatever that gift or that creative endeavor is. And we end up turning against ourselves more and more. And so if you think about getting yourself through a bottleneck or thawing out some place where you've been frozen, you can analyze it, you can look at your history, you can make a better plan, you can keep putting it lower on your list or higher on your list but never really getting to it. And, or you can just take the next tiny action to start to break apart the bottleneck, to start to allow the energy to move again, regardless of how awkward or wobbly it might feel. So for 2021, after a year where most of us have spent a lot of time by ourselves, 
a lot of times not traveling, not engaging with humans one-on-one -on -one or in groups, places where for some people, it's been an incredibly creative year. 2020 was a very creative year because the projects that we didn't have time for, we suddenly realized, I do have time for this project. And so we worked with it, we played with it, we explored. But for some, 2020 was just about survival, about making sure that our businesses or our family or ourselves were just okay, that we just got ourselves through. So my prayer for all of us as we step into 2021 is that we continue or create the space in our lives to take actions that we've bottled next or frozen ourselves around, to get energy moving in the places where we've gotten stuck or where we're overwhelmed. Sometimes that's also what happens is that there's so many ideas or there's so much possibility that we don't know where to start or we're cleaning something out. The image that I use over and over again is the idea of a closet, that when you're gonna clean your closet, you open the door, you pull everything out, and then it feels super messy and overwhelming of like, what do I do now? I'm experiencing that on my land as well, the land that I steward, it's 180 acres. It's a lot of land. And there's areas that I wanna start clearing the, the scrub brush, the oak, the scrub oak. So there's a lot of these little brushy oaks that need to go partially because of fire danger, partially so that the space can get open for the animals, for other things to grow. And right now I'm hand lopping those one at a time. It's a tremendous amount of work. And I've noticed that I haven't been doing it because I felt overwhelmed. Where do I start? There's so much of it. And the truth is it's all gonna grow back again. So there was a sense of like, why even bother getting going with the oak? Because it feels hopeless. It feels endless. But when I finally started again, when I said, oh, come on, sweetheart, just pick a place and go. Don't think about it. Stop thinking. Just pick a spot and start cutting with all your love. And literally snip and I send love every plant that I cut down, knowing it's probably coming back in not too long but I send it love and gratitude. And what started happening is I started seeing progress. It took a while, but I could step back and go, yeah, that feels better. It feels more spacious now. It feels clearer. And then I would go, okay, the next little triangle, do this next little area between these two trees, go. And there is this way where I playfully encouraged myself to do the next little piece until I got tired. And then I went a little bit further. And then I stopped and I made the commitment to myself every day to do a little bit, even if it was 10 minutes, grab those loppers, go down, pick an area, start cutting. So where are there scrub oaks in your life? Where are there things that need to be cleared or cleaned 
or where are there creative projects that you want to bring forward? How can you do a little bit every day? Just a tiny bit every day. You don't have to finish it in one day or know exactly where you're going, what it's going to look like. It doesn't have to, you don't have to come from your strengths. And sometimes I think that when we watch other people do things, we think, well, they must feel really like strong and committed and, and know exactly what they're doing, which is so not true. I've talked to enough creative people to know and had this experience in my own life that it doesn't necessarily feel good when you start something or even when you're in the middle of something. It feels scary, it feels edgy, it feels overwhelming. There's all sorts of things. Feels like you're not doing it the way it's supposed to be done or the way you, it's not coming out the way you want it to come out. But if you're willing to persevere, if you're willing to stay with it, if you're willing to keep coming back, you'll learn, you'll adjust. Sometimes the hardest part is just starting, getting the, the energy moving. Now, my friend uh, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. talks about this idea that if you have a boulder and you want to get the boulder moving, to get it moving, you've got to put a lot of energy in because it's inert. It's at rest. And to take something that's inert and put it into motion, there's energy to get it moving. Once it's moving, it takes less energy to keep it going. That energy of that initial push, oh, it can feel hard. But just remember that once it's rolling, once you've started taking the action and seeing a little bit of progress or a little bit of movement, it will get easier. And it's easier to just keep it going. Sometimes what we do is we like get something going, we, get the, we finally get the boulder moving and then we move it a little bit and then we stop. And then we have to put all the energy again to get the boulder moving even a little bit and then we stop. And the amount of energy that we're using up every time that we restart something is tremendous. So if you notice yourself doing this anywhere in your life, can you make a smaller push, a smaller action? so that you keep the energy going instead of having to start over again and again. What little action could you build into your day? And this is a great, you know, I don't usually make resolution, New Year's resolutions anymore. I set intent and then I look at how can I support myself? What little steps can I take? What, what processes or structure or people support do I want to put in place to help me? And what I'm learning, what I'm really, really learning is baby steps. Take a little bit of action every day. It's that place of, of like, if you have to clean a house, if you sweep the, the floor every single day and it takes you two minutes, the difference between that and never ever sweeping your floor and then having that dread of like, oh my God, it's so dirty, there's so much. And that dread of having to do it. Again, now there's all this inertia and that it's also built up, it's dirtier, there's more to do. 
So what if in 2021, we explored taking action every day around something or just starting and then continuing? Don't think so much. What if we thought less and acted more? And also, for those of us, because I also get into this too, where there's action with no thought ever, what if we slow down? So some of us, we need to like, go, go, sweetheart, take the action. And for some of us, it's like, wait, sweetheart, slow down. You don't need to take an action right now. Let it settle. Listen, get clear. And sometimes we get to do some of both, right? Take the action without knowing where it's going to go. And at other times, don't take the action. Wait, listen. Create more space. This is the game that we get to play with ourselves. Where am I stagnating or stopping myself? And where can I support myself in taking any action just to move, just to create flow? And also, where can I take less action? Where can I be more strategic in where I'm putting my energy? Where can I be cleaner in terms of the focus that I have so that I'm being more targeted. But there's a fine line between, again, planning and procrastinating. So keep exploring inside of yourself, the feeling, the difference of the feeling between stopping yourself versus waiting and opening. The difference between forcing out of frustration or trying to do it perfect versus letting yourself try and explore and play. As we step into a new year, let's set intent to make good mistakes to make good trouble, to listen more deeply, but also to act with our full being, to keep the energy moving in the direction that we want it to go. Even if it doesn't look like what we think it should, that we're willing to try to put ourselves out there to be vulnerable, to experiment, to explore, to play, to get messy. And to clean things up as we go along. Yes. Here we go into a new year, a new time, a new paradigm. May you continue to support yourself with love, with creativity, with joy. Blessings.
you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with a fellow warrior goddess. If you felt fully empowered and inspired by what you heard today, we want to know about it. You can share your feedback by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We thank you for your support. It's the fastest way to fuel the revolution. To learn more about the Warrior Goddess Revolution and other Warrior Goddess offerings, visit us at www.warriorgoddess.com.